This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast with your hosts, Brendan Spinner, Michael Burns, and Kyle Rowe. Welcome into a special edition of Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. I'm Brandon Spinner, and tonight it is Michael with me as we're going to break down the first two games of the World Series. Mikey, how's your weekend gone, and what do you think of the series so far? Uh, it's been two good games. Uh, I was in uh, Georgia for a, at a cabin uh, hanging out that this weekend. I did get to hang out and watch <laughs> both games, though, so I did catch those. Uh, very different games, game one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Brandon? Uh, I think that the Phillies showed that they've got some resiliency for sure. Um, and as I thought ahead of time, I thought both teams were going to come out a little rusty in game one. Uh, they didn't play the best baseball. And I would say that game two, there wasn't some quality defense that you would expect from two of the best teams as well. But uh, like you said, two different games for sure. Um, but a lot higher scoring than I think many people would expect for World Series games. And it's the starters giving up all the runs. Right. I think in game one, it was Verlander and Wheeler. Nola. Or I'm sorry, Nola. Yeah. Giving up the runs, uh, five each. And then game two, right out of the gate, Wheeler. I mean, he really didn't give up that many hits. It was just three runs. Yeah, uh, they jumped all over Wheeler in game one. In the first four pitches, there were three doubles hit by the Astros. So if you waited 20 minutes or so to turn a game on, it was a little bit of a different story once you turn it on. How's it, how's it already two to nothing? Because the Astros just jumped all over Wheeler. That was the one concern I had with those two younger pitchers um, because they hadn't had much playoff experience. This is the longest they've ever played uh, into a season, both Nola and Wheeler. Um, but Framber, he uh, showed some experience. He's been the best of the four starters so far. What do you think his continue, game in game two? Continue that Framber tour of 2022. <laughs> I mean, the dude was calm, cool, collected. Yeah, so. six in a third, nine strikeouts. He had three walks. He gave up that one earned run, and he got pulled in the seventh by Dusty uh, after giving up that leadoff base hit. Uh, that was the only blemish, really. He had that one eleven whip, so a very good game by Framber, um, and he had had some rough games in the World Series last year. So getting back onto the saddle, jumping in, and uh, the best pitcher so far in the series has been Framber. Yeah, he's he has shown he looks he looks calm up there. I mean, even through he's he's mowing guys down. He's got the changeup that works inside on right-handers, and they can come right away. And he was really just placing that curveball at the bottom of the zone, low eighties, and just dropping it in, and everyone was chasing it. Yeah, it, the the Phillies were having a hard time making contact, and the contact they did have was pretty weak. I think. Out of the 19 outs he acquired, uh, he got nine strikeouts, nine ground outs, and a line out. So he kept the ball down, which in the playoffs versus the Phillies has been the way to go. The Phillies have how many home runs? I think they lead um, the playoffs in home runs. Obviously, they played more games than most. But uh, still, um, keeping the ball in the ballpark in game two was what saved the Astros, I thought. Let's start with game one just to break down that a little bit more. The Astros took that dominant lead in the first three innings. They scored five runs, Kyle Tucker going yard twice. What stood out with the Phillies' comeback to you the most? Um, the Phillies, their, their heart of the order produced in game one. 
Um, and they showed up. They didn't strike out as much. They, When guys were on base, they made the most of it um, compared to game two. Um, and in the first game, besides the um, the first inning, or really, the, let, me, let me backtrack that. The Astros hitters did not. Um, I think I'm mixing my game one and game two up here a little bit. Um, let's see. In the first first game, Altuve, and, Altuve, Pena, Jordan, and Bregman. Their one, two, three, four had six of their seven hits. Mm-hmm. So the the back end of the Astros lineup did not produce. Yeah, uh, the back end of the lineup uh, hadn't produced, but the the Phillies came flying back and they stormed back down five to nothing to tie it. But Nick Castellanos could potentially be the series-saving catch in Game 1. What do you think, oh, that ninth-inning yes. catch? Yes, I saw, I saw that off the bat of Pena. I thought that was just a bloop into right field. Mm. I thought it was over. Yeah, I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, man. And Cassianos played for the Cubs, so we're kind of used to the defense or the lack of defense that he may present, um, which, again, is the Phillies' one bugaboo. So I thought that that might have fallen in, and, of course, that would have given the Astros the lead. How important do you think it was for the Phillies to steal one at home or on the road versus the Astros coming home for the next three games? Right. I think getting that against Houston's ace, their number one, to get that win in that game um, where because it's four – I mean, the, the yeah, McCullers going game three against Syndergaard mm-hmm. and then Ranger in game four. He really, I, I don't think that's their strength there where McCullers has been good in the playoffs, if, mm-hmm. if I can recall. Um, so I think to come in even and not have to fight back, that gives them, you know, not an advantage, but not having to play from behind. Right. McCullers has a lot of experience too, whereas the other pitchers for the Phillies, Suarez, as well as, um, Noah, I mean, Noah pitched with the Mets back when they had their run back in the mid-teens uh, there. But uh, I would I would favor the pitching matchup more so towards McCullers for Game 3. But Game 1, the the Phillies come back, they steal it 6-5. to five. JT Real Muto said, I'm going to get in on the party. The fact that he hit it opposite field just shows you that the hitting here by the Phillies. If you had to take two of the two teams, who do you think has the better offense going forward? It depends on so the, the, I have to give it to the Astros. Their their top guys are producing uh, one, About two, time. three, four. Yeah, where uh, in game two for the Phillies, game one in the Phillies, you know they Harper produced. He had a couple hits, but in game two, Harper left five guys on base, mm-hmm. and the guy in front of him. So in game two, the Phillies left eighteen runners on base. Eighteen. They had opportunities. Nine. Nine of those was Real Muto and Harper. They're three, four hitters. Half of those left on base from your guys. So if those guys, three three and four, can produce, it's a different game. Yeah, a, a different game for sure if you could just get that big hit. Schwarber just missed it in home run to really oh. grab uh, some momentum there. He crushed one foul and then literally to the – like any further and that falls in the stands so tucker one more rep yeah one more rep, one more rep. when he had it um kyle tucker stepped up you mentioned altuve he's finally coming through that was something we mentioned in our previous podcast he had uh combined i think three hits through the first two series he's got four he's four for nine he's got the double he looks more aggressive um and he jumped all over that fastball from wheeler 
as we move into game three, I don't really want to necessarily say predictions here, but what do you think is the bigger breakdown for game three? We've got, as you mentioned, McCullers going against Noah Syndergaard. This game is on Halloween night as the Phillies return home, their first World Series game home since 2009. What do you expect in Philadelphia? I hope that the Phillies bats come out hot. I hope they can get to the to McCullers in game one and get to the bullpen um, quickly. Uh, even though the bullpens, both teams' bullpens have been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they the they had shutouts until the Phillies scored in the uh, the tenth inning with the home run by uh, Real Muto. Both both uh, excuse me, both bullpens had pitched a shutout through the rest of game one. Game one, man, what a thriller for the start of a World Series, yes. going to extras. A team coming back from down 5-0. Then the Astros jumped up ahead again, up 5-0 in Game 2. And the Phillies tried to whittle away at it, just just didn't have enough time. I agree. Uh, it's going to be the the starters. You're going to have to get good, better starting pitching, especially for the Phillies as they come home. I believe Syndergaard's only got one start in the playoffs. Most of the rest of his stuff is out of the pen. Right. He's been effective. He's got a 169 ERA, but he's only had four strikeouts. He hasn't racked up the amount of innings here later on in the season. Um, so it's either he's going to be rusty or he's going to have that fresh arm. Uh, so I think Phillies steal game three, and then it's going to be – uh, a little tough from there. Pitching this matchup on Game 4, which would be on Tuesday. I see Ranger is slated at this point. There's no pitcher who has been named yet by the Astros. I would assume it's Javier, but, uh, again, it's TBD. You never know with Dusty Baker. No. And uh, what what do you think about Dusty's strategy there to take Framber out in the seventh inning after giving up that base hit? I think you just don't want – as a manager, you're worried about leaving a guy in too long, mm-hmm. um, especially if your bullpen's good. You know you have guys to rely on. Um, why why have a guy go out there and have, be seen by hitters the third time through the order right. when you can get a fresh arm out there of a bullpen who's doing work? Well, and I think John Smoltz said it pretty well last night in the game. He mentioned that uh, a base runner in the postseason is way different than a base runner in the regular season. Your anxiety goes up as a pitcher. You may make more mistakes. You're grinding harder because the crowd is in it pitch to pitch, and you just don't want to give yep. the Phillies any momentum. And what we saw in game one was that the Phillies worked their walks, they got on base, and they whittled their way back. So I think Dusty made the right call pulling him uh, just to make sure that you were – getting the out anything anything else you have on the first two games of the series what you can expect here as we move on to the middle portion the belly of the world series yeah that um i I really thought that eighth inning when um in game two where shorber almost had those two two had those two home runs Mm -hmm. just about the missed one home run um bryson stock came in pinch hit and worked a walk to lead it off Mm -hmm. And if Schwarber could have inched that one over and just kept it going. Um, but then again, the Phillies three and four hitters there in that game just didn't produce. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hoping if that those those top four can produce and it's a and the Phillies have a chance. If you had right now, who's your uh, lead for World Series MVP? Right now, World Series MVP. And it's two games Jeremy, it's early, but uh 
Bregman, I think. Bregman okay. is is producing like the, the whole Astros team. They are coming in with confidence. They know they've been there. They know America's still pissed about 2017. <laughs> I am. Uh, it, I mean, even <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy Pena, who who wasn't part of the team, is first here this year with the Astros. You want to like the guy, but there's it, the, the Astros are still tainted, and I don't know how long it's going to take for them not to be tainted. I think it might take uh, as long as El Tuve and Bregman are still on the team before people finally start to let it go, uh, especially when those two were theoretically the ones who may have been doing it the most, uh, or so they say. I would probably give it to Kyle Tucker so far. He's three for eight. He's batting three seventy five. He drove in four of the, uh, what is it, that they've scored 10 runs so far. That, I mean, it's early. His two home runs came in the loss, but he's still put the ball in the seats, and he's slugging one one two five. So he's slugging 1.125, an OPS over 1.5. He... That's way I'd lean right now, but it's still early. There's a lot of baseball left. I expect it to go six, maybe seven games, um, and the Phillies are really going to have to show out at home. Any last thoughts on what to expect or what you think is going to happen as we move into game three? Um, I think just the key to that game three is, is the you know, we talked starting pitching. The starting pitching's got to be better. Um, but, again, the offense has got to be better as well. So I, I, if, if Thor can come out and shut it down, it should be a better game. Yeah, I think the key for, as I said a little bit earlier, is starting pitching for the Phillies. They've gotten knocked around in the first three innings. It's kind of shaken up. And the more and more you're playing from behind, the more and more that's going to wear on you. This team has shown the propensity of the the chances to come back. They did it against the Cardinals in game one of the wild card series. They came back down uh, against the Padres in the final two games of that series. They did it in game one. But at a certain point, it's going to wear on you. So I think that they need to come out hot. Noah needs to go one, two, three in the first. Get that momentum. Yes. Can you imagine how loud and how rocking Citizens Bank Ballpark is going to be if he comes out, shuts him down, and then they can put a run or two on the board uh, as they move into the earlier half of the game? If the Phillies have the lead there, I think that they're going to they're going to be able to hold on. Yeah, imagine if if Thor comes out, shuts him down in the top of the in the top of the first, and Schwarber works a walk somehow, steals second, and mm-hmm. then Harper, Rimuto knock him in. Yeah, the the momentum and the place will be rocking. Of course, we're going to have more information about the World Series. You can listen back on our podcasts. We are streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as iHeart Podcasts. We have videos up on YouTube. We're going to probably be doing a couple more of those here throughout the next couple of nights as we get into the belly of the World Series. Game three is Monday night. As we've talked about, it will be Noah Syndergaard on the bump for the Phillies and... Lance McCullers taking the ball for the Astros. That first pitch is at 8.03 Eastern. You can find that on Fox as the series is tied heading into the World Series Game 3. One last note, the team that wins Game 3 in a 1-1 series goes on to win about 70% of the time. So it's an extremely important game, especially with the Phillies at home. Um, so I think whoever wins this game probably goes on to win it. Right now, Fangraphs, they currently have the odds as 53.5% for the Astros to win it all and the Phillies at 465 So the Astros are back to favorites 
after winning. Not a lot two. of confidence in that. Not no, a lot of confidence. Uh, slight bump, but um, 50-50 here, 1-1 series. It, it's going to be games 2-3-5, 3-4-5, uh, three, three, excuse me, that I think will really decide uh, the winner of this series. You can follow us on Instagram. You see those right there at the bottom, Michael at BNB underscore Burns. I am at Whiskey underscore Weather. We're also on Instagram as a podcast, Barrels and Barrels Pod. Follow us there for more information and for some more cool stuff here as we go throughout the next couple of days. Thanks for listening and watching. Have a great rest of your day. What are we saying? Go Phillies? Uh, I mean, go Astros. (laughs) There's a little bit of sarcasm there. Thanks for listening and have a great rest (laughs) of your day. See ya. Let's go.